Wednesday is for the smut. Welcome to Smutville. Population, you and Nora. <laughs> oh, there's way more than just me. Well, I mean right now for the podcast. Oh, okay. Duh. Duh, Nora. I'm sure there's, you know, some smut tale listeners or, you know, readers that are listening that are like, this girl reads pretty vanilla smut. No way, because you do read some really raunchy stuff. Yeah, but I mean, there's stuff that, you know, involves like knives and like blood. Like, the, I mean, there are people who, you know. Uh, those are called murder mystery books. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, there's knife play. Um, God, what was it? Knife play. Yeah. Knife play. Yeah. I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> um. Oh, and then Rachel sent me this the other day, and someone posted in one of her, like, Facebook book clubs that was like, none of y'all were going to tell me that breath play meant choking her. You all were just going to believe me that men were going around blowing air on hoo-hahs. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some kinks where it's like, they just want to choke the person to like almost at the point of passing out. And then, you know, there's, you know, knife play where either someone is, is they put them on a wheel, spin it and then throw knives at them. No, I mean, I know Rachel had one book that like the guy liked to get stabbed like during it. Um, or like the, he liked to stab them. Like I kind of stay clear of those books because like that would give me a nightmare. Um, like, but you know how, like, they, like, the meme of, like, women will listen to, like, murder mystery stuff and, like, fall fast asleep? Mm -hmm. Like, that is Rachel, and that is not me. I am rainbows, butterflies, sh sunshine. I feel like that's odd, though. Why would you want that to be part of your sex life? I mean, don't yuck someone's yum. Someone's probably looking at you like, why does this man like vanilla shit so much? Like, let's spice it up. You know it's some of the best flavors of ice cream? Vanilla. <laughs> It's the most common, isn't it? It's the best. It never lets you down. <laughs> I like how that's your argument. <laughs> so what do we have this week? Okay, so this book is Highest Bitter by Sarah Kate. This book is not out yet. This book comes out on Friday. So I have to... So, so you're doing a little marketing for this author. Yes. Um. So I got an arc of it, and I'm super excited. This is part of that sal salacious player. I wish club. you could see the reaction of Nora's face when she says, it's an arc. It's an arc. Her I, eyes go all big. Because it's like such she's a cool, so happy about this. No, it's such. But it's, it's such her a, bragging moment. It is. It's my bragging right. Um, but it is part of that salacious players club series. So it's that the sex club series that I've read multiple quotes on. The last one um, was uh, Maggie's book. That was she was the pleasure. She was the dom, and she had the younger um, submissive. Um, that was her like co-worker son do you remember that book mm -hmm. okay with the pegging and all that so how could we forget how could we forget so this is book five this is highest bitter and this is this book is about uh ronan cade who is actually a member of the club he is a billionaire and he's been mentioned throughout the series but like you don't really know much about him all you know is that he's a super wealthy gentleman at the club um he is 56 and he ends he bids on a girl named daisy and um daisy is 21 
She is like a cocktail waitress or a server at the club. He bids on her at one of their auction nights. And his winning is he gets an hour of her time, whatever she chooses to do with it. Um, you also n- know in the like summary of the book is that he dated Daisy's mother. Wow. But. Family affair. Yes. So the whole story kind of goes of the connection between her mother and him and her. Um, so I do apologize for this quote. It will not be as raunchy as this book was because this book was chef's kiss. But because it does not come out until Friday, I'm very limited on what I am allowed to read. So let's hear it. So, okay. We were just in a sex club, Ronan. I don't know about you, but I'm in a severe state of arousal and I'm dying for relief. Oh, Daisy, I growl. You're suffering, baby girl. Do you want daddy to make you feel better? That's it? That's it. I have to apologize. I told you I apologize. That was quick. That was quick. That was shorter than our sessions. (laughs) Well, I told you I was limited in what I can say. So, Do you have to sign NDAs? Yes. Really? Yeah. Do they, because the whole part of an advanced reader's copy is they want you to help promote the book, right? Yes. Um, so how much detail can you give away? Um, so that the last part of the book was, um, was one of like she had shared on her Instagram. Okay. So that is why like I felt like I could put that on there. Do they give sort of regulations on what you can and can't share? Yeah. So the beginning of it says this is a, this is an advanced reader's copy of highest bidder intended to be read in exchange for an honest review. Sharing or distributing this file is strictly forbidden. Thanks for, for your cooperation. Um, but I can, I can read you this. Um, so it says, um, highest bidder picks up two years after the beginning of praise. Um, Things have been quiet around the club lately, leading to the wealthiest member to find a little trouble of his own. Content warnings. As always, the story will have some intense themes I'd like to you to be aware before embarking on this journey with the characters. There is a heavy empath- emphasis on grief, parental loss, as well as child loss. There is also healing, recovery, and uh, re-embrace. Rest assured that I would never write the sad parts without the happy parts. Grief and joy coexist. That's right. It sure does. So, um... Well stated. But this book is a pleasure dom, mom's ex, billionaire, king. That's what Rhea Ripley does too. Her job is to pleasure dom. (laughs) Dear God. Um, It's a WWE reference. Kink club, 35 year age gap, and a daddy kink, which I am not a fan of daddy kinks. I really don't like. More of a grandpa kink type of person. I don't like any of that. Severe age gaps. I mean, I'm all for a 35-year age gap, but the guy does not have to be called daddy. Like, we can have a 35-year age gap without her calling him daddy. Doesn't that just fit, though? It I does. I feel like if you have that fetish, you're definitely calling him daddy. I guess. 35 years. Yeah. The whole the whole writing joke was she honestly, was like... Honestly, you call him grandpa. She was like... Um, she, she goes, it is a little awkward that, um, I am sleeping with a man who's older than my dad. What's his five year plan? (laughs) So don't die. I mean, 
He's a billionaire, so she would she would come out on top. So, <laughs> but yeah, no. It's the way to do it, I guess. So did yeah. it wrong. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yeah, I should have looked for <laughs> an older woman who was a billionaire. Could have owned Disney. <laughs> that would have been great. Wow. I'm so sorry. I've like ruined your life. Over it just here. it just made me think of everything, <laughs> man. I really lost out on billions of dollars. How do you think I feel? You feel the same way, I'm sure. You missed out on billions of dollars from daddy. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I, I don't think I could do it. Like, I don't think I could call someone. I don't think I could be, like, in an intimate setting. You wouldn't want a guy's old balls? I mean, I could deal, I could deal with the older balls. It's more of just, I don't think I could call someone daddy. Mm. But again, like, I'm a sucker for an age gap. Just not 35. I could do 35 years. Oh, you years. said 35, yeah. I could do 35 years as long as I don't have to call him daddy. Well, look to see if there's someone out there I that's uh, going to give you a billion dollars. I, I mean, I would be willing to make it work for a split. You'll sign the divorce papers for a portion of it. Yeah. I mean, just also. Give, just give the me man, like a cool 500 mil. <laughs> also, the man's a pleasure dom. So his entire kink is. He gets off by the other person getting off. So really, I would have to do very you'd little. Be the, you'd be the real big winner. Be getting yeah. money and orgasms, and very little work on my end. Look at that. It's because if there's a 35 year age gap, it's gonna be hard for him to get it up. No, he had some pretty good. He had some pretty good stamina, and he had some pretty quick turnaround times. It's a book, not realistic. <laughs> Not everything you see on the internet or you see on TV or read in a book. I'm sorry, but Sarah Kate has done extensive amount of research, and I'm sure she has surveyed 135-year <laughs> age gaps. Does she really? I, I don't think that you can find enough in the world to do a significant scientific <laughs> test. No, she's just surveyed 156-year-old men and asked them what their turnaround time was. No. Yeah, because every guy that you ask about their performance in the bedroom <laughs> is so accurate. How big was the fish? Oh, it was this big. Holding a yardstick. Meanwhile, it was a little bluegill. I know. Men do get men do get their inches a little confused too with centimeters sometimes. Listen, there is a reason why it took me such a long time. To actually learn how to measure, because the people that I was learning from were like, no, 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 that's that's three inches, when realistically it was only an inch. <laughs> you know, I, I grew up with all men in my household, basically, except for my mom. Their measurement you, skills weren't mom, that. We weren't asking your mom to measure certain things. No, she would she would have probably told me, yeah, that's more like an inch. At least I would have learned at a young age. And that's probably why I told people throughout my life different measurements. Be like, hey, it's five inches. Realistically, it's like two and a half. If you ask this brother, it's five. If you ask this one, it's four. You just never know. Oh Who did we learn our measurements from? Was it our mom or dad? Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. No, but I mean, Sarah Kate has joked like she goes, I would just love to meet the CIA agent who like had to go through like my internet history when she like had to take all the kink quizzes to like be able to like get into the character that she was writing to match that kink. And then like all of like one of the books had rope play in it. So she had to learn like the different types of what makes her think a CIA agent is looking her shit over. I mean, 
you you're telling me her search history wouldn't flag something? Maybe not. Mm, well, they would see she's an author and be like, okay. Oh, okay. Then that's what she's doing it for. Yeah, but no, this book. It's kind of funny because like I started this bo- the series. All right, we need a spice level rating on this, by the way. Okay, so my quote for the my my actual quote spice rating, I'd give it like a one. I'd but, give it a half a chili. Okay, a half a chili. But overall for the book, I would give it probably four out of five for spice. Wow. Yes. You can't handle that spice. You don't like spicy things. I know. But like, I mean, it was, I mean... Every book in this series has gotten better. And I don't know. And I wasn't even actually excited for this book because I really was kind of upset. I'm like, I don't really care about Ronan. Like, give me other characters in this book. Yeah, who cares about Ronan? There's another character. Her name is Eden. And she, her nickname at the club is Madam Kink. And she just will basically do anything for anyone. If you just, you ask her for help and she'll do it for you. What's her last name? Styles? I don't know. Eden Styles? I don't know. Mm. I don't know who that is. Is that a porn star? No, not a porn oh, star. No, nope. okay. <laughs> Actually, far away from a porn star. Oh, but um, so she her book is the next book. So I was really I was kind of like, eh, I don't really want to read his. But then like, you just fall so in love with like the other characters that belong to the sex club or own the sex club, and so it's kind of like you get you get re it's like you know like a TV series you get reunited with you know or part two of this, and so it's just kind of nice and. Every and maybe she's become more knowledgeable. Yeah, in and her you things. relate so well with people with great compass, more like great moral standards. Yeah, yeah, and you find those in a sex club. People with the highest morals ever belong in a sex. I'm club. I'm sorry, this sex club is a high end one. Like you are vetted, you have to make a certain amount of money. You have to get STD tested on a regular basis. There is a two drink maximum, and like they they got security in there, so like. No one's getting taken advantage of. Everything Do you is realize how much more this plays into the story about how rich people are with like their sex life and things that they get away with? Because I mean, it, it's an exclusive club, right? Okay. And you can't really share details on what goes on. No, because you club. have to send. You have to sign NDAs about who's there. Okay. And just think about all the big celebrity allegations that have ever happened. Uh-huh. There's had to be NDAs. Yeah. So this only goes to show that, yes, only the rich and powerful could get away with something don't, like this. Don't ruin my book for me. I'm just saying. Don't ruin my book for me. I'm not trying to ruin the book the for you. I'm just saying that this... They're trying to be good people and they're trying to pair people up with similar similar kinks because the worst thing in the world is when your kink doesn't match with someone else's kink and you just aren't compatible. Yeah, like if you're someone that's into a 35-year age kink and it's only like two years, really. Yeah, like it's not going to work. It's not going to work. If you're, But also like if one person is into like degradation or pain and the other person is not willing to give that like yeah you know who's felt a lot of pain though me coaches <laughs> in the NCAA tournament that have gotten bounced out pretty early on uh like your coach who you had winning it all got bounced in the first round so now that we've learned that the attractiveness of the coach actually makes the team suck more 
Well, I wouldn't say it makes them suck more. It's just that those coaches are usually working their way up to better positions. So they start off young. Schools aren't as good as like the big time schools where you have to prove yourself as a coach for a while. So it kind of takes you, you know, a few years to get to that spot where you could be a high profile coach. And by that time, you know, usually you're out on the road recruiting a lot, eating a lot of terrible food, not working out as much because you're always prepping game film and stuff like that. So you just don't have a lot of time to care about your appearance, you know. I mean, I'm going to go, but I, I will say, like, I do, I'm seeing a lot of, like, women's right now and, like, women's basketball, the LSU coach, like, her fits are on point. There's an assistant coach that's not bad looking, so I think the like the attractiveness goes for the women's. And his hair men. is not not it though. His hair is terrible. The curls? I, 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 yeah, you sent me a TikTok with this guy's <laughs> curls. You were like, what the hell, Nora? I really appreciated the fit. This dude had on like a pink suit with some really awesome pink and white Nikes on. Yeah, to match, and it looked great. But then his hair ruined the whole outfit. I mean, some you can't control your hair. Yes, you can. You 100% can control that your hair. Control you can get curls. it cut. A man with the, and that make curls? it look presentable. Oh, well, I mean. This I, dude has like a Pedro Martinez hairstyle from the early 90s, late 90s. Okay. Well, I mean, his fit was good. And the, I don't know the name of the coach for the, the head coach for the women's. I don't either, but, like, but she does always. She's, she's got woman, swag. That Her woman, and the, the coach from. South Carolina, they both have yeah, a lot of Yeah, they're both swag. like in freaking like fitted suits or like really nice tailored outfits, and they're in fucking stilettos. Just killing it. Both of those coaches don't really dress up like that. They Their style's a little different. The LSU coach for women's? Yeah. from I, I, Like she had on a sweater that had a big set of lips on the back. It was like something about kissing me because I'm – not Irish or something like coach that. Coach Kim in her stilettos and her suits. Okay, maybe she does, but the coach from uh, South Carolina doesn't. She has oh. swag, a lot of it. I mean, coach, look at her. She's like in a full pink, like tailored suit, and she had matching like pink boots, booted mm-hmm. heels. And that woman's like in freaking stilettos, and it's just like yeah. So but, let's get back to uh, the NCAA men's tournament that was going on. Nora did her selection this year told you that we were going to do it this way. She was going to pick who the winner is of the tournament based off of how hot their coach is. And we're not going to go through game by game because God, that would be, that would take forever to go through and, game by game. Yeah. And, it and I'm sure it took you a long time to look up all these coaches. It took me about an hour. Yeah. That's a so, long time to put into a bracket. But here's the thing. It really sucks that my final two were eliminated in round one. That happens. But I do also want to point out that I had f- f- I, cor- I correctly guessed like 15 other games. And I feel like that's still impressive. After the first day and a half of the tournament, you had 15 right. And I had to break the news to Nora. Oh, it doesn't I matter. I understand you kind of feel great about that. But some of the teams that you picked to really go far in the tournament lost in day number one. So... You're going to lose out on a lot of wins as you move forward throughout the tournament because they won't but be there I just to pick still, up those wins. I was still just impressed at the amount of games I still picked to win 
only going off of how good looking the All right, let's are. go over your final four. Do you know how to find that on the bracket? Yeah, my final four was Virginia, Montana State, Xavier, and North Carolina Asheville. Who did you have in your championship game? Montana State and North Carolina Asheville. And the overall champion was, Monta- drum roll please, Montana State. And how far did Danny Sprinkle and his crew make it I into mean, the NCAA come on, tournament? That name is just like. First I mean, of all, that's a porn star name. Maybe that's what I liked. That's a name that you see in your book. That's why you like it so much. Danny Sprinkle. You'd be like, kids, you know, don't don't search that. I was talking to my coworkers about this, and they're they're pumped up that that's the way that you were predicting your winner for the tournament. And no one knew who Montana State's head coach was, but I said, oh, Nora picked uh, Montana State to win it all based off of their coach being the hottest. And everyone went ahead and looked up to see how cute he was. And do they agree? Yeah, the girls in the office agreed. I'm glad. And the guys started to see his name, and they just were like, oh, Danny Sprinkle doesn't really sound like a basketball coach name. I feel like you shouldn't be Googling this on your work computer kind of a thing. <laughs> I mean, Danny Sprinkle, Montana State. You got to make sure you're really good with your, your Google search on that one and put Montana State afterwards. If not, it could get a little it dicey. Could, yeah, it could get a little dicey, but yeah, no. But it was funny because my... I had my grandpa always watches March Madness. Like I had texted him and was like, I picked my bracket this year off of how good looking the coaches were. And he's like, you know, Nora, people actually put like real thought and like effort and money on the line with these brackets. And I'm like, I put $10 on the line. And he was like, how did you do? And I said, 15 games. I said, I picked 15 games in the first round. And he's like, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, no. And he goes, you had more games go through to the second round through the make it through the first round that I did and I actually put effort into mine. Well, you put effort in. It's not for a lack or, there of effort because effort. you put an hour. I That's a lot of, of effort. Like, more of like he's like I actually picked mine on who I truly thought was going to advance. And I was like, yeah, but like my my picks for top 2 were out they lost first round. And he was like, "Nora, if Montana State would have won, you would have deserved all of the money because he's like it what did he say? What was his saying? Let me see if I can find Xavier, it. Is Xavier still in the tournament? No, they lost. I thought oh my gosh, they won. Dang it. He says, no, Snow- they're still in the tournament. He said, snowball they? chance in hell if Montana was going to win. Yeah, no, no, they weren't going to win. It would be a huge miracle. Just to let you know, and I, I'm sure you're really curious about this, but Montana State, they were... Let me go back here. A 14 seed, and they lost in the first round to K State, Kansas State. What's that the is. highest seed that it goes to? 16. Oh, so there's uh, the there's underdog. different regions. There's four different regions, and it's one through 16 teams are ranked oh. in each region. Got it. They were kind of the underdog. So then, uh, Everyone's actually, got to root for the underdog, babe. That's what March Madness is all about. Rooting for, for the underdog. It's like you know the Derby. You got to root for the underdog sometimes. Yeah, and it, it's so awesome because as you're listening to this on Wednesday, the Elite Eight or the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight will be played in Louisville this week. On I know I saw which all is the, really awesome and really cool. I saw all the Yum Centers stories of like them putting the the floor team. down. That's really cool. I love a good time lapse of either them putting down a new floor or converting an arena from hockey to basketball. I think those are so awesome. To. I'll watch 
a hundred of those in a row. Yeah, I'll have I really to ask will. Natalie if she was the one who did that. And it was, I was talking to my coworkers about this today. I was like, man, did Louisville get a shitty group of? T- I, I shouldn't say shitty, but just not huge marquee names to come for the Sweet Sixteen mm-hmm. and the Elite Eight. Um, you have Alabama versus Prince. You have Alabama, Princeton, San Diego State, and uh, let me look over here again. Are tickets expensive to go, or they probably already sold out? Yeah, they're pretty expensive. Oh. I just figured since they were here. They're they're pretty expensive. Oh. Who's the other team that I'm looking for? Princeton, San Diego State. I don't know. Forgot who the other team is. Maybe Baylor is in there. Mm. I don't know. But whatever. I felt bad. I was like, man, that's that's a shitty draw there. Oh. Shitty draw. But I tickets I looked up, I think you could get a single game ticket for a hundred bucks. Yeah, they're really expensive. You could buy um That's insane. Both games of the Sweet Sixteen, you could buy a little deal for that. And I think they're like a hundred and fifty. Which isn't terrible. For one ticket though. So you got two people going and that's well, you yeah. go with someone else, you have them pay their way. That's true. And then I don't know so what you pay tickets your ticket, were. I pay mine. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> no. wouldn't go to that. I no. mean, I like watching sports at home. There's a few sports that yeah. I like going to and watching them in person. Baseball, I would rather watch in person, I think is more enjoyable or in yeah. person. Football, I like watching at home. S- basketball, I do like going a few times a year or maybe once a year to a Louisville game to watch. I think that's fun, but they were so bad this year. I was like, no, we don't need to go. We don't need to spend $10 to go watch and play. But I mean, we got a busy weekend anyway. My mom's going to be yeah, here. Yeah, your so. mom's going to be here, so we have a lot to get done. We got to go to brunch. Yeah, brunch. I love good brunch. I'm a I know, and brunch, you finally breakfast. get to go to Lemu. That'll be fun. Hopefully it's good. We got to go to Costco to get those gift cards. I'll never turn down a trip to Costco. That means get a hot dog. Dollar fifty, baby. Dollar fifty. I'm gonna order five of them. I was so mad when you did that when we went. What was it like two weeks ago? And we were getting, we were shopping, and we were getting like a pizza. So I was like, I'll go place the pizza order, and then we can go do our shopping. And we had to go and get Rory dental treats. That was like all, all the, the way, way in the back of the store. So we get like halfway or a little over halfway, and I go. Well, I'm going to go do the pizza order. Did you want a hot dog? And you're like, yeah. So I'm thinking like we're going to do like you're going to eat your hot dog like while we shop. By the time we're done, the pizza will be ready. So I go up there and it was so funny. The lady was like, do you want your hot dog now or with your pizza? And I was like, now. And she's like, oh, do you have a kid with you? And I'm like, no, just my husband. My (laughs) husband who is in fucking patient. So then I grab it. And my ass, I walk all the way to the back of Costco. and I was Holding a hot dog. Holding a hot dog. Okay. And I put, you know, the relish and the mustard on there for you. And then my back was already hurting me because I'd went axoing that day. So, like, I was already, like, sore. And I walked all the way to the back of the store. And I'm, like, looking for you. And I'm looking for you. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, go over. And then I'm like, oh, maybe he went over by the clothes because he already grabbed Rory's dental treats because we were going to walk around Costco. And then I call you and I'm like, where are you? And you're like, I just got done checking out. And I'm like, what do you mean you got done checking out? And you're like, 
I got what we needed. And I'm like, so my Costco trip was walking to get you a hot dog and then to go find you. I didn't even get to look around. You know what? And that's why I put you in the running every year for wife of the year. That many other wives would do that. So then we get home and you're like, okay, Costco is $75. And I'm like, I didn't even get to get anything. And I'm like, I didn't even get to enjoy it. And you're like, just sell me whenever. Because like Costco is like my part of, you know, the uh, of our finances. But it goes on your credit card. But it was just so funny. I'm like, I'm paying $75 and I didn't even get to enjoy, enjoy the experience. You did. <laughs> I got to hold a hot dog. Yeah, you got to hold a hot dog. That's... Very prestigious. My favorite thing is holding wieners while walking around Costco, babe. You said it, not me. Well, thanks for showing up and listening uh, to this Wednesday episode of The Luke Kelly Show. Make sure you come back on Wednesday to listen to an all-new episode. Did I say Wednesday again? Yeah, you skipped On it. Monday. No, I'll, I'll record one at some point. On Monday. Show back up then, okay? I don't even know what I'm saying. Monday, I'll be here, and you better be too.